Empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Doesn't know I'm recording. Nipples. Nipples. <laughs> Caught you doing something. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Here's to what the first early release Patreon episode. I am drinking a Modelo because uh, I had a 24-pack from all the people we had over this weekend. And uh, we had people Friday, uh, uh, Monday... Of course, during the game, right? And then, uh, <laughs> like, years left. Hey, pal. This is this is episode 172. 172. Coming at you live from the Action News Corner. Episode 172. Bruce is in his living room. It's quiet. Are all the children dead? Find out at 10. <laughs> We're going to hear some yelling pretty soon. Carmina. Uh, I bet. Yeah, she was looking for glue sticks. My wife is at the movies with her friends watching the Harry Styles movie, whatever, the Olivia Wilde. Oh, my gosh. She's officially got a man crush, and there's Carmina screaming in the background. Right on. Ah, there she goes. So uh, um, the Packers are favored to beat the Giants. They are heavy favorites on the money line. Uh, minus 400 to cover the current 7.5 spread, and uh, it's the under on 41.5 total points. So uh, seven and a half point spread, which means that we will be in by one to two points. That was exactly what I was going to say. It was nine and a half last week and we won by three. So subtract six from 7.5. So we're going to win by 1.5 points. Exactly. 1.5. It'll be a new rule. They'll call it a rouge. Dude, so, first uh, time since 2007 that the Green Bay Packers head across the pond to our friends over there in the UK at Tottenham Stadium, I might have to sling out the the Scottish accent. I'll get drunk enough to start speaking like a Scot because I've got a pretty good accent when I get going, like my grandfather. Because because London's in Scotland, of course. Well, it's all the same. It, it's my island. 
Terrible. The Giants and Packers have met 54 times in the regular season. Green Bay holding the advantage 29 to 23 to 2. In eight postseason matchups, the Giants are 5 and 3. Of course, two of those wins came at Lambeau Field en route to the Giants' last two Super Bowl wins. How do you like that? Yeah, they've got to hobble Daniel Jones, buddy, who has wheels and is going to help us, but they do have Saquon Barkley. So uh, kickoff is set for 8.30 in the morning, which is 8.30 Central, which is like terrible for Sunday. Like they can't make these, these English people stay up later. Well, they do every single week. They have to get up at one in the morning to watch a game. So let, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and actually They're get up. They're not that far. That's that's Mel in Melbourne. They're not that no. far. They're like six hours. Last week, uh, Good Morning Football mentioned that they had a lot of respect for people waking up at one in the morning to watch the game. Dude, all right, let's start here. And when I first saw this, I was like, okay, who did they play? The Giants are number one against the pass. We are tied for second with 35 explosive plays in the league. So something's going to give again, but right? So I, I get it, but I, I'm stuck on this here. They're six hours ahead. It is 741 where I am right now in the PM. It is mm -hmm. 140 in the AM there. We couldn't do this game at, say, noon our time. That'd be six o'clock their time. It'd be an evening game. I don't know. I think we got to do it at 830 in the morning. Why are we doing it at 830 in the morning? So three hours for 12. So if that's two in the afternoon, there. why are we doing it at two in the afternoon? Is there some kind of God save the queen at noon? Like maybe they I, what try is to happening? keep that afternoon schedule because it's, you know, like here it's 325 central time, 225. I don't fucking care. Listeners want to know, call in now. Why don't they play an evening game? All right. They played. The Titans, who run, right? Like, just utter trash. So this is why they're one. Carolina is a hot garbage mess. I'm really disappointed in Baker Mayfield, man. I was really hoping that he would stick it to the Browns and tell them to fuck off and just ball out, and he is playing like trash. And then Dallas Cowboys without Dak Prescott. Was that a pun intended, balls out against yes. the Browns? Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh, exactly. Pun intended because of Watson? My balls, my balls are okay. brown. They don't see any sun. And then Dallas, they did lose two, and that was against Cooper Rush. And then last week, of course, it was Justin Fields and the guy who, fuck, can't pass for 50 yards in a game and finally had like a 56-yard bomb to Mooney, but can't pass. So Because I dropped him. Because I dropped Mooney. Because I dropped yeah. Mooney. It's my fault. Him. No, it's my hey, fault. Hey, hey, uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Foreign. Foreign who? Foreign O. Oh, Cooper Rush is 4 0, and they're excited to get Dak back. No, they're not. <laughs> they are not, dude. Fans, like my buddies, obviously, I have a bunch of Dallas fans, and they're like, fuck Dak. Get Dak out of here. I was like, wow, how, how the turns have tabled. Yeah, dude. Right. You spent $90 million on Cooper. Uh, Mari Cooper, who's gone. You spent $90 million on Zeke Elliott, who is a shell of himself and can't fucking do shit. And you have a $27.55 million backup right now. That's what you have. <laughs> and he's tearing it up. But he's taking what the offense gives him. 
Hunt, which that, goes back to our podcast on Monday when we talked about Aaron Rodgers taking what the offense will give him. That's it. Just take hey, take what's there. Take what's there. You know what's making me really happy and a little bit disappointed at the same time? Last night's game, the Rams who have a tendency to overspend on free agents and basically bought a Super Bowl last year with a lot of luck have shown their two, they showed their ass right this year. They have a trash run game for the expert Sean McVay. They can't fucking run the ball. Um, the only person who's even worth anything on that team is Mr. Less than 10 yards per target, uh, Cooper Cup. Um, Cooper Al- Cup is good. They spent Cooper Cup is good. Allen Robinson is a joke. $46 million they gave to Allen Robinson to not do anything. I don't understand that. I don't understand. Say everybody went nuts this wide receiver offseason. Everybody went nuts. And here's Aaron Rodgers throwing a fourth round draft pick, Romeo Dobbs, who apparently is picking up on subtle checks. And that's how he figured out the back shoulder throw. He's already got more catches than all of the Chicago Bears put together. More like, than Julio Jones. More yeah. than all, any free agent that has and moved he's on. just warming up. He is just warming up. Can you imagine five more games and then what he's going to look like five games from now after getting eight, nine targets per game, being the number one receiver? He was out there for 70 of 73 snaps. 7-0 of 7-3. Ma, but I think that Romeo, I think Winfrey will play more than Dobbs. 70 of 73. Thank you. He is the number one wide receiver a little earlier than I predicted. I thought it was going to be about week five in that neighborhood, four to six, because I thought Sammy would give us a good four or five and then he would get hurt. Not one and then never be heard from again. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, I really I'm not laughing. I'm, 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 I'm just amazed that it was only one. I thought for sure he's in the best shape of his life. He's never looked better. All the reports coming out. And I thought, wow, if we can get a solid six out of him to start the season, that'll be great. We, are, we got one. One. Man. Do you think the Packers are done? Answer me this, Batman. Riddle me this, Batman. Do you think the Packers are done signing wide receivers? No, I have a feeling, and this has been happening, and I'm even on board with this now, buddy. Give me some OBJ. No. Yes. No, we don't need that in the locker room. <laughs> we don't need that in the locker room. Give me some OBJ. No, he's still got his uh, uh, locker room with the Rams. At least he's not flashing his dick to people in Las Vegas, dude. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. And then he's like, you guys are making it sound like this is all me. You know, like hey, you're throwing my name around and you're, you're you're dissing me and you're dissing that. It's like, Antonio, that's you putting your butt in some poor woman's face. That's you showing your dick to everybody. Something's wrong, Antonio. Something's wrong. How has somebody not stepped up, including his inner circle or his family, to say, all right, bro, you, you seriously need some help. Since he took off his shirt and did that whole whatever he did, what was it? a year ago or two years ago and now he's flashing his dick he's frozen his feet off like no i i think obj is not that type of guy other than the boat yacht incident back in the day with eli 
what has OBJ done other than marrying a, a kicking net that makes you think that he would be a cancer in this locker room? You know what? This is what I this is what I think of make him a cancer in the locker room. Okay. Why did the Giants get rid of him? Why did the Browns get rid of him? And why were the Rams the only one that wanted to sign him? This is like this is like the Antonio Brown. Okay. Mm -hmm. Antonio leaves Pittsburgh and only one other team wants him. And they take him and he quits. And then Tom Brady begs and pleads and says, I'll take care of him. He can move into my house and I'll watch him and he'll be my pet. My pet wide receiver, I'll keep him in a cage and I'll feed him nightly. And then he got out of the cage again. Teams know. Teams know. And it's just, you know, we take a look at a lot of these wide receivers that we don't pick up or a lot of these free agents that we don't sign. And Packer fans always shake their fists. Damn you, Goody. Why didn't you sign that guy? You know why? Because there's an awful lot of gray area that comes out in these reports. And some of these gray areas are he has a drug problem. He has a locker room problem. He's he's told multiple coaches to F themselves. He's whatever it is. He's got four girls that, you know, constantly start a fight in the locker room. You can't you can't have that. Do we need a wide receiver that's talented and fast and can catch? Yes. Yes, we do. Do we need OBJ? No. I think Will Fuller. Somebody in that mid-range, Brandon Cooks, somebody in that mid-range, that'd be a great pickup. That'd be a great pickup. Packers did sign a new uh, linebacker today, uh, ex-Saint, ex-Viking. He uh, looks like he's a a special teamer and uh, possibly, you know, practice squad guy. Uh, They put uh, Ford on the non-football injury list, which is COVID, right? So he's got COVID. So who knows? How Micah long? Abernathy, give me some Micah Abernathy. I just that's, want to see that dude play. That's what happens when you get a Ford. It's found on road dead. It is just, it breaks down and poor Ford has got his carburetors all clogged up and it's going to be a couple of weeks before the Ford can start ah, again. It's a Model T. You have to crank the front and it's not working. <laughs> ah, want to go in my jalopy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it it has the power of two and a half horses. I got a really good nugget that's gotten some legs on Twitter, and I found it in other places that Matt LaFleur mentioned that they might be kicking Yash to right tackle and kicking Eldon Jenkins inside. Makes Back sense. to guard. Back to guard. That's where he plays. That's where he plays. He can't play right tackle, and it's it's clear. He got lit up like a $2 pinball machine against the Patriots, and it's only going to get worse going down the line. Let's put Yash out there. Let's see what Yash does. If Yash isn't the answer, let's try somebody else out there and put Jenkins in there. Now, I know everybody's going to go, well, what about Newsom? You know what? Newsom was taking practice at right tackle. Newman. Yeah. Well, and- Newman? Newman? So what he'll was be I saying? Newsom? Newsom. <laughs> and I do agree. I think that, that Newman will start spelling – Bakhtiari because they've done a very good job in keeping Bakhtiari on the field in those critical moments and taking him off when it's unfortunately what they consider throw. Did he come off? Did he come off in the Patriots game? Not very much, but he did come off a couple times. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, exactly. Which is perfect, right? We didn't notice. So with that, 
dude, we're, I'm looking at the grades here and let's just assume that we're going to play 12 personnel, right? 12 or pony package. That's the majority of what we've been playing all season long. Aaron Jones is a Got fucking, it. I, I just, pony. I to, uh, Riding my pony. to marry Aaron Jones. <laughs> when we line up, we're going to have, your cousin is genuine, Jesus. genuine. <laughs> Oh man, I'm glad, you're not, I'm glad you're not drinking. You're having a coke. <laughs> are you sure that's genuine? Not like a, if you, you know, sure you know. If you know, you know. Genuine? How did you not tell me your cousin was genuine? How, dude? Are you? Is that an like an 1826 coke with actual opiates and cocaine <laughs> that you're drinking? No, I had to add that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> so in the pony, we're gonna see Dobbs and Lazard, right? We we did not pony. see Bob. Jesus Christ, we did not see Bob out there too too much, other than in critical con, um, critical critical condition. He yeah, looks like he's in critical condition. Fifty eight year old Cobb. How do you overthrow fifty eight year old Cobb? Well, because he can't get to it. <laughs> Why are you throwing so far? He can't go that far. And the reason I think they're going to move Eldon Jenkins inside. He's just trying so hard to keep this so serious. And he's trying to stay on point. And I am working double time to fuck this up. Okay, let's go. And now you're going to have to deal with a bunch of fucking dad jokes. And I'm going to try to make you laugh at the end of the day. I've got some dad jokes. <laughs> Their defensive interior, Lawrence, has a 90 overall grade right now. Yeah. Luckily, our highest graded offensive lineman is Myers, who has been yeah. playing lights out since he kind of yeah. had those kind of The second flubs. game. The second game, he was seemed lost and against the Bears. Back. There was a few times where it was like, what the hell, right? So he's back. So we've got a pretty good cover there, and it makes sense to bring Eldon inside because they're – when you're looking at their left edge, Ellis, 33 gray, dude, ranked 118th out of 124. That's going to shore up the middle because you won't have to double anybody. And then Williams on the other side um, is a 59.4. So really, and, and that's how they've been getting to people. They've been getting to people on the edges, not through the in, through the middle of, in the interior of the offensive line, which at this point, bringing Eldon back in is going to shore that up. Maybe we can actually give Aaron Rodgers more than two point four seconds to fucking throw the ball for the second week in a row, man. It is, I really like, and Kyle Brandt said it perfectly. Like when I heard that in the morning, I was just like, yep, you're right, dude. Aaron Rodgers is figuring it out for the first time in his career, right? He's always had a Greg Jennings, a Jordy Nelson, uh, Devonte Adams. This is the year where he's having to bring these guys along and you can see Devonte Adams without Aaron Rodgers. for all of you guys that wanted Devonte and saying Devonte made Rogers. I don't think so, man. I mean, Romeo Dobbs is the Has real more touchdowns than Devonte Adams. Precisely. And Alan Lazard is the security blanket. It's yeah. right. I well, mean, and Cobb, Cobb seems to be a security blanket too, right? Like, Lazar is still a little untested. There's still just a little bit of, but every time it's like third down, it's like Donald driver, right? We'd get yep. into a third down situation. It'd be like, we're going to driver. I don't care what the routes are. We're going straight to driver. It's third and eight. And we need it. 
And that's Cobb. And Alan Lazard is the sputtering offense. Let's get a nice chunk because I know that he's going to catch the ball no matter what kind of guy. And he proved it on that 32-yard pass down the sideline. I think this game, the way that you can exploit the Giants, like I had said on Monday, now I confirmed it, is in the middle, man. It's going to be a Tanyan game. It's going to be guys in the slot. It's going to be Aaron Jones lining up outside, Romeo Dobbs on the inside with Lazard on his own on the other side, and Dobbs just feasting along with Tanyan in the middle. If we can do that, we'll move the ball very well. Um, I, I hope to see a little bit more accuracy from Aaron Rodgers on those swing passes and those quick screens. Well, he is in London. What does that mean? I don't know. Just saying, he is in London. Hey, Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, fish and chips. I can't get over. <laughs> Let's take a break. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. You are listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers without borders. Thank you for listening to Packers without borders. You can find us on iTunes. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on Patreon.com front slash PackersWithoutBorders and give us some money. And AudibleTrial.com front slash PackersWithoutBorders. Give them a click. Check them out. Try that 30-day free trial with them and enjoy your books. You can also use coupon code DOSPAPAS for all your Manscaped products. Peace and go pack go. JJ Leahy, Colton Moore, Ella, Yodai, Doran Stortigan, Louisa, Amy Cheesefoot, Alex Brown, TJ Wills, Coach Juan, Andrew Fox, Kelly Bruner, Matt, Eric, Kristen, Chris Reed, Amy, Chris McLeod, Eric, Younger, Bales of Hay, Carlo, Jeb, Jeremy Rex, Aaron Ellis, Josh, Randy McGray, Kimmy, Fade of Kirby the Frog here, Nick Stevenson, Luke Song, No, The Macho Man, Randy Savage, Mickey Mouse, Matt Ramage, Kelly, Matt Stevenson, Matt Kuhneman. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Bruce Okay, so while we were preparing for all of this absolute mayhem and fucking craziness. I can't hear it. No, it's not working. You can't hear it? No, your in-audio never works. Remember, the, the microphone actually blocks out outside noise other than your voice. Terrible. I've been farting the whole time. That's good. Aaron Judge hit number 62, 63, 62, 63. 63. <laughs> yeah, 62, 62. Did you see how many times they kept breaking away to shit? You'd be like watching a movie and you're like, oh, this is great. But why, why am I watching? Come back. Come back if he hits it.
Come back if he hits it. I'm not one of those. You should be able to like press the button like you do on your PVR to restart, right? You should be able to yeah. press the button. Listen, yeah. come back, come back when he hits it. I like baseball as much as you know, no one. But come back. I don't need to see it. But so here's a question for you, okay? Yeah, buddy. Do you think Barry Bonds is the home run leader? Um, you know, I enjoyed that season and the Maguire Sosa, that entire era. What about all those guys? None of those guys were officially tested positive by the major league baseball. Now we all know it there. They had huge arms. They, we get it. We, we all see it, but within the rules of major league baseball, they never tested positive. Yeah. And you know, I don't mind people trying to get back and get healthy, but when it affects the play on the game, that's where I draw the line. Like Pete Rose for me is a hall of famer. I don't care if he gambled. I don't care. Just like Calvin. But he didn't gamble to lose. He gambled that his team would win. Like that's, that's the worst part. Like Calvin if he was gambling. Yeah. If he was gambling, if he was gambling to lose, then you could say, Hey, he's throwing fucking games. He's shaving points. He's blah, blah, blah. He was betting to win. He was betting to win. I yeah, mean, so I'm good with that. I don't agree with, cause I did play in rugby. There's no fucking drug testing dude until you get to the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. And I no. Could tell when we played major league rugby, which was kind of a step down from international, there were some dudes that were so yoked that I would try to tackle and you could see the act like they had acne on their fucking toes, you know, like, you know, they yeah. were shooting up nonstop and it was, you could tell the difference. Cause I could tackle a 240 pound guy, but a 240 pound guy that's roided up and angry was a yeah. very different thing. And yeah. it does help you with recovery and those. So I, I, I don't think the whole Maguire, Sosa, Barry Bonds, for me, they can fuck off. Really? Yes. Because, you know, this is the way I look at it. This is the way I look at it. They were taking a substance, whatever substance that was, that was not being found by Major League Baseball as to being illegal. Now, if, if, you go, if you go in the Olympics, and this happened to one of our Canadian rowers, she won a gold medal. And then she found out that she tested positive for a drug and it was in Sudafed. It was in a sinus medication. She got off the plane. She had a huge sinus headache. She had to race like the very next day. She took some Sudafed and apparently part of the medication that's in there is illegal in international rowing because it could be, you know, used as a growth hormone. Now she came out and she said, this is my fault. I have team doctors. We had no idea that this was going to set this off. But yes, I did take the Sudafed. I did. It was me. I don't think it, it helped my performance. And in fact, if you've ever had Sudafed with a headache, the only thing it helps you do is stand upright. It doesn't help. You know, it doesn't yeah. help you do anything faster. It just helps you get on with your day. So this is like creatine. You couldn't take creatine way back when, and now they're saying, well, no, you can take creatine. You couldn't take this type of protein. Now they're saying isolated whey protein. It's even better. I think this is one of those things. Now, I will say this about Barry Bonds. He was one of the first to be in the 300-300 club. I think he was actually uh, one of the very first to be in the 300-300 uh, club. That's 300 stolen bases, 300 home runs. He was a Hall of Famer well before he got all juiced up and looked like a Mardi Gras float walking down the street. Yep. 
I think it was, I think there should be more players in baseball on steroids or whatever that was because it made it fucking interesting. This is I, baseball I, at the best of times is I, boring as hell. I have exactly like a baseball game in, in the El Paso Chihuahua was here in El Paso. They have a triple A team for the Padres and they're, they're good. And the stadium is beautiful. I like sitting there in the yeah. box yeah. I'm on the board advisory board for Southwest university. So I get perks and I get to sit in the, you know, it's called Southwest university park. So I get to sit up in that box sit there, have catering, have beers, sit there, drink beer, know the bartender who gives me great drinks. You know, like that's baseball for me. Like sit back and then yeah. I do irritate people young. Hey, bada, 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 bada. Sawing. Canada, 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 Canada. Sawing, bada. People yeah. get irritated with me. So that's baseball for me. I, I can't watch it on TV, dude. I don't care. Oh, it's, I, I just can't. I don't even I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't watch it on TV. I can't. And they count everything. They count everything. They're the ones that came up with these cherry pick stats. Oh, this is Bruce Edmonds here out of San Antonio up to the plate. You know, he is the greatest hitter in the sixth inning with two outs and two strikes in the month of October. Yeah, <laughs> what? Like, who cares? What? <laughs> and that's why you get these stats out of the Vikings fans. Oh, here comes Kirk Cousins. Uh, He's the best quarterback between 18 between 1328 and 1321 in regulation games played on Thursday. <laughs> you know, for those seven minutes on a Thursday game once a year, he's really good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a baseball fan, but uh, that's the one thing with Barry Bonds is he was Hall of Fame before. He didn't have to do it, which is part of what bothers me about him. Like I get it, but dude, you were going to be in the Hall of Fame anyway. But yeah, that that whole golden era of baseball, who just who cares? Let them fucking shoot up. Like it doesn't matter, dude. You're giving them 240. I liked it when the guy's jacking it out of the park. Right? Oh, because then you're looking at oh Barry, okay, Barry should be up. Yeah. We'll see him and you'll be watching. Yeah. Barry struts up to the plate. It's a great big fucking Mardi Gras head, huge arms, tiny little legs. <laughs> he looked right. like a character from like Wii Sports. You know, like big old mitts, like, like, yeah, like yeah, round hands. Choose your player. <laughs> Choose your player. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, the Barry Bonds one looks good. And he'd come waddling out there and he'd stand there. Hoo, 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 hoo. He'd just that little bit of swing and then he'd pull it up. And it was almost like a shotgun loading. <laughs> you know, it's like, here it goes. <laughs> I will tell you the greatest. And so first off, I'm a Cubs fan. Um, and I got to see the Cubs and the White Sox back in the day. That was my first baseball game ever. And I got to see Frank Thomas. Oh, that guy's a monster of a man. He is AJ Dillon quad size. Like this dude was like, I just remember how impressive it was. Just like with basketball, dude. Like, when you go to a basketball game, you don't realize. Like, on TV, the court looks really big and they look small. When you see it in person, those dudes take, like, three steps and the court looks, like, literally yeah. like a ping pong table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the first time I was ever at the Indianapolis Colts Stadium, I stood on the 50-yard line and I'm like, this looks like like a community center. Like, this is so tiny. So tiny. 
right? Every time we see it on TV, I always point it out to my kids. I've been there. So tiny. <laughs> I feel like Trump, been there. Tiny, <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry Bonds, no way. Eh? You don't like that? No. You know? You're like, no. that's it. That's it. Okay. So okay. judge, judge will be the new Aaron judge will be the new, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, home run leader. And that'll be your true home run leader over Roger Maris. Absolutely. 100%. How do you think baseball was started? How do you think it was started? Like, it sounds like the most hillbilly thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to take this rock. I'm going to wing it past you as fast as I can. You try and hit her. With the stick, <laughs> yeah, take that nose a little bit of stick. And run to that yeah. tree and that tree, yeah. And that tree. yeah. No, take the little itty bitty stick. It's not fair if you take the bench. Come on, Juniper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like golf started, man. Golf right? started. This is, and I know I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this in the past, but I find this is like one of those facts in that because I am a an encyclopedia of useless knowledge, and my one of my favorite things to throw out is that. In a bottle of whiskey, there are 18 shots. And that's why there are 18 holes in golf. It was literally, they would take a shot a hole. And when the bottle ended, they'd stop fucking playing. And that's why there are 18 holes in golf. I find that fucking hilarious, dude. Fucking drunks. Weird. I thought you were going to bring up the uh, uh, useless uh, tidbit that you uh, remember. The human anus uh, can stretch to eight inches and a raccoon can climb through a hole six inches. <laughs> that always <laughs> the mental image of that always every time i'm in the bathroom i just laugh prying it open yeah, bending over and saying, come on kid come on kid. That's it. hey hey you want me to bring the gerbils no no jeff no i want you to go get that raccoon <laughs> oh i'm gonna be good night i'll get the bacon grease <laughs> We've been saving it in a jar. <laughs> right. I'm going to give you some terrible one-liners. Are you ready? Do it. God, what do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? Bowfish. Sophisticated. Terrible. Next. Next. <laughs> if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Spanish. Pilgrims. Okay. <laughs> I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. Turns out it was the refrigerator all along. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> what do you call a factory that makes okay products? I don't know. A satisfactory. Oh, terrible. <laughs> what last one? Hey, your math. <laughs> Grow up and solve your own problems. Oh God, people! I'm I'm sorry. If you paid, if you paid Patreon, Bruce will be giving you back your money after that joke. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? I don't know. Supplies. Supplies. Oh. Uh, I'm going to keep going. Sorry, buddy. Have you heard the one about the chocolate recorder player, record player? What was his record? It sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what did the ocean say to the beach? See you later. <laughs> Nothing. It just waved. 
<laughs> Terrible. I liked mine better. <laughs> I'll stop right there. Hey, we have a contest winner for those wonderful. We do have a contest winner. Yeah. So we forgot about it on Monday because that's who we are. <laughs> that's how it goes. We how talked it goes. about it and then we just didn't do it. But we, I have been looking at the Apple algorithm. We're doing pretty good on Spotify, but on Apple, which is what sponsors are like, how many, do you do? How many reviews do you have? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Show me your Apple reviews and bring me a bucket. So, so what we need, we really need you guys to tweet out, help us out, get some reviews in there, put the five stars, put, I don't care if you put a one star and you don't. No, I care if you put a one star, I will call your ass out on this show. I will ridicule your mother until you have an eating complex. Yeah. (laughs) But we have a winner and we're a winner. Live right now for okay. anyone who has left a review for us yep. in the past. I'm going to go on to Apple and I'm literally going to scroll and snap my finger <laughs> on whatever. You are going to get a shirt of your choice that I will ship out for you next week. The Slightly sh- worn. Once again, thank you all for ordering. In a shirt. very small size. Yes. The slightly worn. Yes. And a penis <laughs> size. In a penis size. One of those knitted penis uh, holders. Oh. <laughs> uh, sponsored by Manscaped. When your dick is cold, it's because it's shaved and old. Right, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to scroll and hit. Here we go. See all ratings and reviews. I'm going to close my eyes and tell me when to stop. That means stop. When the drum roll stops, that means stop. It is going to be, huh, it is Wade Pack. So that's Wade, one of our very, 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 hey, very. Hey, Wade. Listen hey, Wade. Wade, thank what you. What did you We really appreciate you, man. We really do. Apple does not close how the algorithm works for us to pop on there, but it definitely hit the subscribe button, leave a review. But Wade um since you're listening go ahead and dm me and let me know that you heard this and i will be more than happy to work with you and we can get on shopify.com and check out what shirt you want tell me size color and logo and i will be more than happy to shoot that over for you brother so thank you so much for the review it is going to be wade thank you wade you have won an all expenses paid trip to your garage Bruce will be spending, sending out a slightly used, undersized shirt of his choosing. I hope you like pink. A used rubber and a lot <laughs> of melted peanut butter. The smooth kind. We're classy like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hate okay. Go ahead. So there's this guy in this office. He gets this job as a, as a CEO. And he's got, he's got this huge, huge uh, meeting with uh, the Japanese shareholders and their, their traditional Japanese. They don't speak a lick of English, right? They come with an interpreter. And, of course, they've got to go and play golf. So he decides he's going to go out. He's going to get himself a little uh, uh, familiarized with some of their customs, right? So he goes to a sushi bar and has a whole bunch of sushi. And uh, he sits there. He, he watches a few Japanese movies. He goes out to a karaoke bar. 
right? And, and mm -hmm. starts drinking with some Japanese uh, businessmen and, and, you know, singing away with them. And then he gets a little drunk and he takes home a, a Japanese prostitute. Mm -hmm. That night while he's doing it, she's yelling out, Shikai, Shikai, Shikai. And he's like, fuck, this must mean like <laughs> hot damn or something, right? Because I'm just killing it. So the next day he gets out onto the golf course with the Japanese uh, uh, CEOs and shareholders and, you know, she's speaking through an interpreter and, uh, you know, uh, welcome to uh, America. And uh, this is the golf course and I hope you have a good time. He gets up onto the fourth hole and uh, he uh, swings with a seven iron on a par three and it drops straight into the cup. And he turns to the crowd and he says, Shikai! And everybody looks confused. They look at each other and the interpreter says, what do you mean wrong hole? <laughs> oh, my God. Terrible. In honor, here you go. So in, in honor, in honor um, of my horrible Japanese joke. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna go with a across the pond international joke for you. Okay. Right. So several years ago, you know, the Great Britain funded a study to determine why the head. Is this one of your jokes, or is this coming off your phone? This is coming off my phone, so it's gonna be funny. okay. Yeah. Okay. So several years ago, Great Britain funded a study to determine why the head. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. Wow. The study took two years and cost over 1.2 million pounds. The study concluded that the reason the head of a man's penis is larger than the shaft is to provide the man with more pleasure during sex. After the results were published, France decided to conduct their own study on the same subject. They were convinced that the results of the British study were incorrect. After three years of re research and a cost that exceeded over 2 million euros, the French researchers concluded that the head of a man's penis is larger than the shaft to provide the woman with more pleasure during sex. When the results of the French study were released, an Australia, Australia decided to conduct their own study. The Aussies didn't really trust the British or the French, obviously, because they're all convicts. <laughs> I threw that in myself. Thank you very much. Uh, the Aussies didn't really trust the British or the French study. So after nearly three hours of intensive research and the cost right around $75 or three cases of beer, the Aussie study was complete. They concluded that the reason that the head of a man's penis is larger than the shaft is to prevent you, your hand from flying off and hitting you in the forehead. Oh, it's over. <laughs> I know. I always find the worst ones, buddy. So That's my job. Same guy, same CEO. Yeah. Yep. He gets up to the top floor of this, uh, you know, this office building, billion dollar company. And uh, he's noticing that a lot of the other guys that are kind of, you know, the CFO and, uh, you know, some of the other guys that are kind of his equals, they've all got these stuffed animals up on the walls. They all, they're all avid hunters. He's never hunted a day in his life, right? Yeah. So he's like, I gotta, I gotta go and I gotta hunt something. I gotta shoot something. Some I gotta stuff something on the wall. They're not inviting me out to play the reindeer games. I gotta go. So he goes, he, he's out in the bush. Two days he's out in the bush in this duck blind. Nothing. Hasn't seen nothing. All he's ever caught is a cold. He gets lost walking home. He's walking through the bush all of a sudden he looks up and there's a couple of ducks. <laughs> and <he> fire. <laughs> One of them falls out of the air hits the barn of a farm and lands on the ground. The guy climbs through the bush, climbs over this fence. He walks over, he goes to pick up the duck. The farmer comes out and he goes, hey, whoa, what are you doing with my duck? 
And the guy says, no, it's, it's no, it's, sir. It's, it's not your duck. I shot this duck and uh, it, it landed over here. And he says, you mean the duck that hit my barn and landed on my property? And the guy says, no, you have to understand. He explains the situation to him and he says, listen, I, I feel for you, buddy. He goes, this is what we'll do. He goes, since it landed on my barn and on my land, he says, we're going to settle this farm style. He says, I, I'm going to kick you as hard as I can in the nuts. And then you're going to kick me as hard as you can in the nuts. And whoever's left standing can keep the duck. And the office guy, he says, yeah, okay. Okay, if that's what I got to do. And the farmer goes, I'll, I'll go first. So the farmer hauls off and just hammers him in the nuts. And this CEFO, he drops to the ground crying. He's holding both. No, mama! Mama, no! Five minutes later, he gets up, he takes a deep breath, and he goes, Okay, oh, I guess it's my turn. And the farmer says, You can keep the duck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this old lady goes to the dentist. Right? This old lady goes to the dentist. She sits in the chair and she fucking pulls down her pants and lifts her fucking legs way up in the air. <laughs> and she's got her legs up in the air. Dentist walks. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? I'm not a gynecologist. Oh, she's like, I know. I need you to take my husband's teeth out. <laughs> That's your best joke yet. That <laughs> You need to stop right there. Right there. Undefeated. Right there. Top like of the mountain. Stop top of the mountain, top of the mountain, right, right there, right there, right. That's like the dummy that went hunting and went through the woods. And after hours and hours of searching, suddenly this blonde bombshell walks through the bush completely naked. And he goes, hey, are you game? And she says, uh, sure am. So he shot her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you like my uh, Snow White joke on Twitter? I like your Snow White jokes. You've got a lot of you. When you let the guard down and you don't remember that you've got three women, children in your house, Dude. you've got some funny jokes. But there's Mine. a lot of times, let me tell you, Bruce will go, oh, I've got it. And then he'll stop. And you can see the, the hesitation in his face as he's like, oh, uh, I can't say this one. <laughs> oh, dude! Like I, I made a big mistake tweeting out the whole ex-boyfriend thing with my daughter. Like, oh, I bet. Oh, dude, my wife came over. She's like, if you ever publish anything public again like that, personal about us, we're going to have a fucking problem. So, okay. We'll just do it on the podcast. We'll they don't listen to, to that. I'm <laughs> not going to make anything permanent anymore. That's it. That's it. No more permanent. Hey, rock. It hurts your permanent. Permanent. You know that fucking trash kid? You know what he did today? So he's like, oh, you know, it seems like you're upset. It seems like you want to talk? And my daughter's like, yeah, fuckhole. You know, yeah, let's talk. So it's like, oh, I'll be by to pick you up at 1230. Right? Okay. 1230 rolls around. 130. And then no. his best friend, who is no. a girl, Alice, who's a really nice girl, not nothing like that. That is, you can have friends that are girls who really likes my daughter said, hey, he's heading over there to pick you up now at 230 in the afternoon. Dude didn't even have the fucking balls to say I'm late. And unfortunately I was working, you know, so I can tell her, dude, you tell that kid to fuck off. Don't even open the door and just say, I don't have fucking time for you. Right. But my daughter's very polite, very whatever. I mean, she just, I, I need to teach her to not be like me and be more of a bitch because I yeah. just can't be an asshole. Um, but whatever the guy's a tool, 
And the only thing I told her was, and this is a lesson that you and I have learned a long time ago, man. It's if somebody's not willing to put in everything that you're willing to put into something, it's not the right person for you, man. Nope. Like, that's nope. it. No, nope. no, nope. that's terrible, man. That's yeah. terrible. That's terrible. That my daughter's going through uh, issues with her uh, volleyball coach because uh, the other girl that uh, played uh, her position last year has now decided she wants to come back. It's just a fucking Again? shit show. It's just, a sh- it's just a shit show. It's just a shit show. She's clearly, you know, pandering to the, uh, you know, thoughts and whims of a grade 12 or who happens to be mildly popular or something. And like, it's, it's just gotten to the point where it's like, I, I'm not going to be that dad that says something to a coach you about can't. his child. I'm not, I'm not, but I might be that dad that yells out from the bench while I'm watching the game, put in 14. i might be that dad right yeah Yeah. i mean i get it with covid they didn't have sports for a couple of years so you've got to kind of lean towards the grade 12 i get it but at the same time you can't take a a better player off the court for a weaker player you can't do it well that happens to me all the time bro though like i really feel for her because I was always the guy who was the smallest guy. Like I never played football because every fucking football coach coached me out, told me I was too small to fucking play football. So I went and played rugby, go and show up and play rugby. And there's a 42 year old guy that's been playing with the team for fucking ever who can't kick the ball, can't field the ball, can't fucking tackle, but he's at every fucking practice. Right. But I'm at every practice as well. I'm out playing him. It took until he retired before I actually got to fucking play. And he's a nice guy, dude. It wasn't him. It was on the coach. But I'm like, fuck, dude. Once I came in, like, you know, I didn't lose my position. I played really well for fucking 15 years. You know, like it wasn't. But I don't understand that mentality from coaches to kind of, like you said, tailor to the whim of whatever it is as opposed to seeing – because. You don't know how you affect that player. You talked about it with baseball, dude, where it's like you have you run into these trash fucking coaches that completely or someone in life that completely turns you off to something where you've got talent. and Maybe you were interested and they just completely shut you off to it. Coaches are so important because as a parent, you don't want to be that person on the sideline yelling and berating the fucking coach and yelling at everybody like you need your kid to learn their lesson. But at the same time, you feel like doing what that fucking farmer did to that fucking office guy and just oh, yeah. the person with the swift nut to the vagina. Well, I, told, or the I told her, she said, listen, I want to play a different position if this is how it's going to be. And I said, you need to tell your coach that. I said, this is what, you, and she goes, well, I don't want to be that whiny person. I said, you're not being that whiny person. You're speaking up for what you want and what you think is yours. And what, quite frankly, a lot of the team thinks you earned. So you're going to go to the coach and you're going to explain to the coach that, listen, You want to put this girl in, you can put this girl in. I want to play a different position. There's five other positions on the court. I know three of them really well. Put me in. There's David. They've got a couple of weaker spots that she could easily fill in and it would be an easy transition. And she says, what if the coach says no? I said, if the coach doesn't want to put you on the court in favor for these weaker players, I said, then you've got a terrible coach, an absolute terrible coach. And I said, and you know what? We've got club volleyball coming up. You'll play club volleyball. And next year, when she's begging you to come and play, I said, then you can be in more of, in a power position. 
to heck with her. She said people quit. And the reason why she had them quit is because she said, you're playing, you're not playing, you're playing, you're not playing. You can't do that. You can't do that. You don't say you're playing to anybody until they are playing. Period. That's that. And doing otherwise makes you a terrible person, which then makes you a terrible coach. And it, you know, That's it translates that. into their real life too. Like they're like that across the board with everything. I'd hate to be yeah. married to that person, to be honest with you, because there's no commitment there. There's no truth to anything that they're saying, because that's, that's a deep down issue with these, where they have some sort of like, whether it's mommy or daddy issues or some sort of internal issue that they're struggling with, that they're not resolving. And they're projecting that onto the kids, having no idea how much it actually affects a kid. I've seen that with my middle daughter several times, you know, where she's trying really hard at something and they run into the wrong type of person. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, and you have to like, I never be straight up and honest. If she came out at the very beginning and said, listen, this is the starter. I want you to play back up to the start to the starter. We were happy with that role at the very beginning. Her and I had a long talk about the fact that you might make this team and you may not see the court one time because you're in grade 11. They're all in grade 12. They're going to get priority. You're not going to get priority. There was COVID where it was shut down for two years. So they're going to really lean heavy on the grade 12. And we were fine with it. Listen, we're going to use practice. We're going to this. We had a game plan. And all of a sudden she started out playing them all. It's terrible. terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. What are you going to do? Listen. Just make sure they finish, right? Make sure they finish what they start. Regardless of what situation they're dealing with, the one thing I do teach my kids is, no, you're going to finish. Like, if it's a semester, it's a year, it's... Yeah, she's only got, like, five more weeks or something, and I said, well, we're going to finish it off. I said, but... I said, if this is how she's going to be, and this is the same coach next year, then maybe we just play club and we don't play the high school team. You just go Trump and punch her in the pussy. There you go. Whatever. You can't do that. You can't. Oh, my God. That's what you say? That's what you say? I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. Special. What's the special code word today for Patreon? Ah, punch her in the pussy. (laughs) 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 All right. Wednesday, 172 in the books. You got any questions for us for Mailbag Monday, sponsored by Manscaped. For all your weed-whacking bush pube needs, remember, if you were born in the 1980s, your parents rubbed two giant bushes together to make you. Now you don't have to. You can use the lawnmower, the weed whacker, the clip finder, and the stimulator. Wait, I don't know. I, I made up half of them. <laughs> I made half of them. I, I was trying to say clip. You know the clip for the end of the... <laughs> yeah, you said clit. I know. I said about it. I think over here. <laughs> we are completely off the rails at the end of the show. This is fantastic. I like the latest shows when we record late at night. And Patreon, thank you guys for much supporting us. You guys are going to get early access to this. And everybody else, if you want to get this early in the morning or the night before, we're releasing this. So make sure patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders. Give us some money, as I say usually, but really appreciate the support there. Or you can go buy a T-shirt that has been selling like wildfire. It has been fantastic. We got a bunch of Lazard and Randall Cobb jerseys that sold this last week, a couple Tanyan jerseys, um, some Rashawn Gary jerseys that went off the shelf this week. But uh, Packers Without Borders at my.shopify.com. Check it out. Buy the original. Fuck everybody else. Peace. Go Paco. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. 
Try and love each other and go pack go. Esto ha sido Empacadores sin fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. 